0: Today is uh is a rough one for me. January twenty sixth, two thousand twenty. It was kinda weird. This morning I uh I woke up and I, I think I've got a strong intuition and for some reason it was uh it was a feeling of of uh I had some sort of anxiousness. I don't know why. But i f- I felt like something big was gonna happen and it and it wasn't gonna be good um, so I woke up and uh and I tried to get myself back to to normal to center and um washed my face did did a little you know routine and um I went downstairs to make some breakfast, and I heard the news got breaking news. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. And the immediate thought is it's it's fake news. Somebody is uh trying to trying to push this news and and maybe get some sort of recognition. And the other part of your brain is saying Kobe du- isn't going to die. He's just one of those guys who are going to live forever. And if Kobe ever got into a helicopter crash, he's going to survive it. Damn, he'd probably land the damn thing. The crazy part is Kobe doesn't know who I am, and I personally don't know Kobe. I've met him twice. But what's really insane about this is the connection you have with a complete stranger. And the part that is just so hard to get over is just that. It's like you lost one of your own, your very own. One that you truly loved. Whew. I was lucky enough to follow Kobe's entire career. I saw every minute of his career. I remember the time he was drafted. Drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. Traded for Vlade Divac to the Lakers. What's crazy is I remember his debut at the form. And he came in as a rookie. Extremely confident. But... I call it more cocky. He was a cocky 17 year old kid coming out of Philadelphia, and he knew he was going to run the NBA in a few years. That's exactly what he did. The air balls in Utah in the playoffs to his five titles, to his last game scoring 60 against the Jazz at home, to his mic drop, Mamba out. I remember his retirement. Who who retires two jerseys? <laughs> and this one's kind of an eerie feeling. Because two days from now, the Lakers are going to be playing the Clippers. It's going to be a Laker home game. And I'm sure they'll have a tribute to Kobe passing. You talk about relating to a player. It's not only me. It's millions of other Laker fans around the world. In sports nowadays, players get tossed around all over the place. They get traded from cities to cities. They sign from one city to another. Kobe played 20 years for one team in one city. I'm not sure how many more of those we're going to get to see in our lifetime. Probably not a lot. This is why it hits home. This is why it's so much more difficult because... You feel like he's part of your own. I mean, I was 13 years old when he was a Laker. I can't imagine what his parents are going through. I can't imagine what Vanessa is going through. Uh, they lost their daughter, Gigi, in that same helicopter crash. It's it's just devastating stuff. It's stuff that uh, you just, you can't put words together. I don't even know how I'm doing this, honestly. I, I don't know. I just uh, probably helped me cope with it a little bit um, it's therapeutic, I guess. You know, this is the part of life that it just sucks. It sucks. And are, am I surprised by it? No, I'm not. You know why? Because this is life. This is how it works. This is how it works. There's devastation in life every day. There's vulnerability in life. And, and these are the days where you go through it. And, It's how you cope with it. Uh, But what it does is it reminds you about life. Life in general. Life, 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 life. So the life that we take for granted every day. We all do. I just want to go to bed, wake up, and pretend that it was a nightmare. It was just a bad dream. But again, we go back to that life thing. So back to Kobe's career. I'm fortunate enough to say that uh, myself and my family have been a season ticket holder for the Lakers since 1996. The year Kobe was drafted by the Hornets but traded to the Lakers. The year Shaq was signed by the Lakers. Started at the mm-hmm. Forum in 99, then relocated to Staples Center. I'm lucky enough to see a kid who started his career from start to finish. Back to going to that Utah Jazz game, the last game of his career, he dropped 60 points. 60 points on your last game, 20th season. You're not supposed to do that. That's inhumane. You're supposed to be beat up, not as good as you once were, obviously at the end of your career. But what I'm trying to get at is Kobe's work ethic, his heart, his mind, his body, his fight was second to none. There was nobody that was ever going to outwork him. I wasn't lucky enough to play sports after high school. But what I've always said to kids and what I've learned throughout is when you're playing a sport as a kid, the percentage of you playing it professionally and making millions is unlikely. It's slim. But the stuff you can learn from the hardwood or the grass is the stuff you should be learning for the everyday life. So what Kobe did for me is do just that for my everyday life. Was put in the work as much as I possibly could. Not complain. The dude tore his Achilles and shot two free throws and limped off without anybody's help. And was asked after the game if he thinks he'd ever play again. And he gave him that Mamba look and said, I'm happy you asked me that. Of course he did. He came back. And after that, again, his last game against the Jazz, scoring 60 points, dropping the mic and giving his Mamba out. And now I'm fortunate enough to have Eric Pincus on the show. Eric Pincus has been around the Lakers for a long time. He's part of the media He's been around Kobe for a long time. He was the guy who asked Kobe if he thinks he would be able to come back from his Achilles injury. Uh, You were the person who asked Kobe if he'd play again coming off his Achilles injury. He gave you a reaction like, you can't be serious. Did you expect that reaction?
1: Well, I can't say I expected that reaction, but I knew going in it was a difficult question. He had just come out of the trainer's room. Uh, with his eyes so red, you could see, you know, he had been crying. He was on crutches. And we were stunned because no one expected him to speak. There's no reason that he was obligated to speak. The NBA wouldn't require him to speak injured in that scenario. But he came out nonetheless, and i, I that was the question. I could feel that was the question that everybody wanted to know. W- would we ever see Kobe Bryant play again? And The answer was yes. He was never quite the same. Um, he had that brilliant final game. Against the Utah Jazz, but he thanked me in the end. But in that moment, he was not happy with the question because I was touching on probably the same question he was asking himself—a uh, very painful question. But uh, you know, in the end, he made a film, Kobe Bryant Muse, which was his essentially his autobiography, and he used that that question as as kind of a chapter point. I talked to him about that, and he had thanked me for asking that question, even though he knew that it was a difficult one.
0: And knowing him, his recovery—he was listening to your voice the entire time, getting back on the court.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love like it. That.
0: You have daughters, so did he. Uh, was it an easy connection between you guys because of that?
1: Uh, for sure. I mean, you have similar uh, life experience. Obviously, we're different. You know, he came, grew up in Philly. Although he also grew up uh, internationally. He's what? Was, he was six six, six six. I'm five seven on a good day. You know. Uh, it was never going to be that for me, right? I was never going to be an NBA player, uh, but we have that in common. We have daughters. We have, um, you know, I'm still having trouble with the the past tense and the present tense, in this. but four daughters for Kobe, three for me. Uh, my two younger daughters play, uh, the middle one plays JV at high school. The youngest is on an AU tournament in the same circles as Gianna, Gigi. So it's yeah, it was a bonding thing, and it's it's a difficult thing. It makes it for me. It makes it more personal.
0: You have any personal stories you can share with us?
1: I mean, I there there are years worth of I've been around Kobe on some level or another since uh, probably around two thousand two. So I was there when he stormed off the the Laker practice court, just destroying Nick Young and and the guys back then, just calling them soft. Uh, I was there, of course, when he tore his Achilles. I was there uh, for all the big games, uh, but I mean, I, I I tweeted about some of them. You know, I we we talked about the girls thing. Kobe, when I had two girls before I had my third, Kobe's advice to me at his uh, it was actually a Kobe camp in Santa Barbara uh, was to wear socks when I was trying to make a third child. I said yes, told me we were gonna try to try one more time, have one more kid. Uh, and so we didn't try that. And I have a third girl, which I adore and wouldn't want it to be any different, but, uh, Kobe, obviously either a didn't follow his own advice or B it doesn't work. (laughs) I I don't know. It's a wives tale or something. Uh, but regardless, 20 years, is a long time. It's, you know, like five years is a long time. I I have a lot of stories of guys who came and went, you know, during this whole, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randall, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball era. Like it was a decent amount of time, going back twenty years. It's just it's too much. So it's 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 been a hard day here at the house and, and my family, and I think all across the Southland in LA, and then it seems like it's really international beyond just even in America. It's just all over the world.
0: Take your time with this question. As a basketball player, what was your favorite moment of Kobe Bryant? Mm.
1: Well, I, I mean, this isn't, I don't know if this is my favorite. It's probably the most admirable moment was that he, he he tore his Achilles and then shot two free throws in a game that they barely won, that they needed to make the playoffs. And even though they made the playoffs without him and they were never going to do anything and ended up getting swept. I mean, that just kind of showed the, the mentality that he, he, he approached the game uh, with. And, and, you know, you try to teach that to my, I, I, within reason, (laughs) my children, Mm -hmm. you, you know, so like my, uh, my daughter jammed her finger in a game, sprained it. Played through it as soon as she got on the bench. Uh, when the coach finally pulled her, went into her bag and pulled out a popsicle—not a, popsicle, a tongue depressor, like mm-hmm. cut in half with some gauze, so that she she always has that in her bag because she jams her fingers because she's a guard and it happens. And so taped it up, went back in. This last uh, week, hit like four threes in a game to with a, uh, a splint on her. Shooting hand to to win the championship that tournament. So, you know that's like that's my daughter and that's what the work she's put in. But it's the mama mentality, so to speak. You know, and I don't want to glorify Kobe to a you know past a certain. I mean, he was a human being. He was flawed. He made mistakes in his life. But you can learn a lot from him. Oh, by and large, in the balance sheet, he was a a good person to be around. Someone who I enjoyed my time with. He was a good father, which resonates with you know my life. And uh, wow, it's 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 a tough loss. There's so many other basketball moments that are just brilliant. You know, him hitting shots like crazy and killing teams, taking their souls uh, with ridiculous plays and shots.
0: It is. It's but playing hard. Playing with
1: the Tornadoes, take two free throws. Come yeah.
0: on. Yeah, it's hard to pick one moment. Uh, you can't. And, and I, like, I like the inspiration factor from your daughter. You know that, that is so Mamba-like. That's the crazy part of Kobe. He inspired us on the court. You didn't have to know him. I didn't know him, but he inspired me. You know my work ethic and i'm right. sure he inspired a lot of people with their work ethic what's your favorite thing about him uh after his retirement
1: well i mean it, you know we'll, we'll we'll keep talking about the same topic i mean for me it's really how much he embraced being a father and and so you know i when i was when i first started covering it was before my before I had any children it was close to the point where we had, I had my first one in 2003 so it was just getting on the point uh, of where we had our first one. It was a very difficult road to get our first child here. My wife and I. We had a difficult two years of, of trying and some issues, and then finally got to the place we needed to get to. But Kobe, also, he was a baby right back then. As to a degree as, as was I. We were young men, and you know now I'm I'm, I'm a little bit older than Kobe, uh, but you know within the same somewhat of a generation. And so to see how I've grown as a, you know, as a person back then to where you are now is I'm a father of three. He was a father of four. You have very different priorities. You have very different understanding and what you're trying to accomplish in life centers more around that. So I related to him going and coaching his kids team because I coach my co- kids team. And no, I didn't take, you know, I, don't, I don't have a Pincus Academy or whatever. Uh, I don't have all that he had. I don't have the knowledge or skill that he had, but I have enough to get my daughter to a certain point. And then, When I reached the capacity beyond what I could do, then I got, she's had a trainer. But with Kobe, it's like the guy doesn't know what he's going to do initially, knows he wants to be a storyteller when he retires, writes a poem to Say Goodbye to Basketball, which was part of his going away journey during the season. They make a a animated little feature out of it, and then he wins an Oscar. So, you know, it's like, it's the idea of not everyone's going to be six foot six and supremely talented, but we all have what we have. And if you put... You know, it's the American ideal, really, that uh, you know, we're not all born equal with in, in gifts and talent. We have all different strengths and weaknesses, but we should, if the system works, we could debate whether it does or doesn't, but if the system works, we should all have equal opportunity if we put our full effort into it. I think he exemplified having all those gifts and still saying, I'm going to get every ounce out of those gifts by working as hard as I possibly can. I think that relates or is relatable rather to those with talent and those with far less talent who are maybe blue collar, who are living lives where they have to grind out multiple jobs just to take care of their families. I think they relate to the effort and the the mentality that Kobe brought to the game, but he just happened to have ridiculous talents as well
0: yeah he was mr work ethic as long as you put the work in he'd respect the hell out of you and that's the kind of person he was eric i can't thank you enough for coming on i know it's a tough time for all of us you were connected with him uh, closer than than most of us and thank you for sharing some insight and some stories his daughter gianna 13 years old life he's, life hasn't even started yet for her extremely promising on the basketball court Kobe was telling a story to a reporter once how a fan walked up to him and said, man, you gotta have a boy, you gotta have a boy. You've got four girls now, you gotta keep trying for a boy. Carry on your legacy. And Gianna was right with him, right next to him. And she heard the fan tell Kobe that. And Gianna looked at the fan and said, man, what are you talking about? I'm right here, I'm gonna carry on his legacy. And her dream was to obviously be in the WNBA. And there's no doubt that she was headed that way. She was headed to that path. But like James Worthy said, I just heard him speak about Kobe. And James had one of the greatest lines I've ever heard anybody say while grieving. You can't put a question mark after God's period. That is the greatest line I've ever heard. With that, I also tell you this. Kobe wore the number 24. There's 24 hours in a day. Let's do our best and not waste them. Have a good time. Enjoy life. It's um, life is too short to, to to get bogged
1: down, to be discouraged, or um, you have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. Smile and just keep on rolling.